Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is At Home Connecticut, hosted by Joey Burgoyne, highlighting events and happenings that are taking place in your home. Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080. Good morning and welcome to another episode of At Home in Connecticut. I'm your host, Joey Burgoyne, and joining me this morning is someone you need to know. Her name is Arlene, and I am going to butcher this last name, so I'm not even going to bother it, but she is amazing. <laughs> She's the director of public programs and an organizer of one of the greatest days, I think, Pirate Day, down at Mystic Seaport Museum. Arlene, thank you for joining me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So I think one of the things, you know, we were talking before we got started, a lot of people think Mystic, the aquarium, the shops, the seaport, but the museum kind of ties all those together because there's a lot of history down in that area of the state. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, we're on the site of former shipyards and uh, we focus on maritime history and there is so much to do at Mystic Seaport Museum. If you haven't been there and you don't know, it, it is a wonderful, wonderful day. In fact, we offer a validated second day ticket. So if you don't get to everything on the first day, you can always come back for a second day. Well, that just, you know, that right there ex- exemplifies how much there is to see down there. This isn't just a, exactly. we're going to go for a quick jaunt down to this, you know, this coastline and check out the museum. Like this is, you plan the day or a couple of days around, there's a lot of history and it's one of those places because you don't want to rush through it because there is a lot of things to see. There's a lot of learning that can happen with something just as simple as visiting the museum and you guys make it fun you know fun in museums is not something that goes hand in hand but you guys seem to pull it off yes for sure it is very fun and the great thing is it's fun for all ages you know it's fun for little kids it's fun for teenagers it's fun for adults you know it's it's really a great satisfying day for everybody and uh you know there's demonstrations that you can see games you can play exhibits you can delve into it really has everything you know we're rolling up to that week where most kids are going to be home from school parents are like oh great now i have to deal with my kids all week but people are looking for things to do and one of the festives that you guys have coming on it's great pirate days <laughs> april 11th and 12th down there and there's the list of activities is mind-boggling how did you like how how did Pirate Day become a thing that you guys were like, we need to do this now? <laughs> well, funny enough, it, it goes well before my time at the museum. You know, this is something we've been doing for over a decade. And uh, it's it's just a super fun annual event, um, you know, that we've been doing. It takes place over two days, you know, as you said, April 11th and 12th. And it's just turned into one of our biggest events of the year. Um, You know, as you said, we hold it during spring vacation week for a lot of the area schools. So it gives families something fun to do during that week. And, you know, there's just loads of fun and educational activities. Um, The core activity is a pirate treasure hunt. And that teaches kids how to navigate using a compass. 
And, you know, there's, there's a lost art if we ever saw one. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know. I even have to re-educate myself every year. Um, you know, but there's games, there's performances, there's pirate crafts. Um, we do a cannon firing drill. Um, there's uh, pirate stories, a planetarium show. And then, you know, it just keeps kind of building on itself. Like we think, oh, that was so fun last year. We have to do that again. But we want to do this other thing, too. So we just kind of add it on. So new this year are an adventure course. Um, we have pirate bands and a parade around our village green. So we have our friends, the free men of the sea, who are historical reenactors. We call them our friendly pirates. Uh, so they'll be on hand to meet and interact with families. Um, and kids who participate in the treasure hunt and complete it, they'll be led to a final treasure location where they can pick out a prize. Um, so it's a really, really fun day for kids and grownups. And uh, so, yeah. It's, and, you know, we are, like, you know, like we were saying, it's very, there's a lot of history and historical updates that should be in people's minds when they visit the museum. And, you know, the state has a very big nautical past. So something like Pirate Day at the museum might think, you know, people might think, oh, it's, you know, it's just a little gimmicky. But this is kind of how Connecticut became what it is, being a major shipbuilding industry still to this day. I mean, we have a very nautical past with us. So something like this, it's that fun learning experience that you're providing families, which is key. I think it's, you know, getting kids interested in something like Pirate Day may introduce them to something else at the museum, whether it's one of the other activities you have or one of the other exhibits you have. And I just, you know, before we got going here, I just watched the um, documentary on the, the the homepage real quick, the now on exhibit, Fish and Forest, through the lens of a commercial fisher mom. You know, it's little things like that that people forget about is still going on to this day. Exactly. Yes. And, and you know, that's a great story. You know, this this woman, uh, Fisher uh, mom, who is, you know, still carrying on her family tradition. And, um, you know, so we love highlighting stories like that that are contemporary. You mm -hmm. know, it's not just not just the history. There's contemporary stories to tell, too. And, it, and as far as the pirates, you know, like you said, we, you know, we take a playful approach, but we still maintain accuracy in our storytelling. And so, you know, the pop culture pirate is obviously a little different <laughs> than the real ones. But, you know, we weave in those educational components. So, I mean, one of the things I loved, I went down to check out was like the whole ship, car like the carvings. You know, we don't think of it nowadays. Everything's computer built or computer, you know, CAD. But a lot of these ornate details on ships, most of them, probably all of them before computers, were hand-carved. Like, this just wasn't something you went online and ordered. There's history. There's a craft to a lot of these things. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of it has been forgotten. But something like Mystic Seaport Museum, which if anyone wants to check out any of the information we're talking about, it's Mystic seaport.org and all the things there all the exhibits all the calendars all the places to go things to do if you will there's just so many things to do the hours and you know one of the big ones we were talking we've been talking about is pirate day returns april 11th and 12th so if you are looking for something to do at the kiddos and you want to get out of the house you can head down there they can dress up at dress up in their best pirate costume and pull out that costume from Halloween's past and just have a great day down there. <laughs> you know, there's there's just something to do and being down by the seashore and just it, taking it all in. It's just, we're Connecticut. We have, you know, the mountains to the coast. It's a weird state, but people unfortunately take a lot of these things for granted and don't visit them. So I'm hoping we can get some people down to the museum look at some of these things and you guys also offer summer camps so if the kids it's it's a good way to introduce them and you know if some 
young buccaneer, if you will, wants to do a summer camp, you guys also offer those for the summers. Oh, yes. I can't say enough great things about the summer. I send uh, my son to our summer camps, and they are amazing. They're so interesting and educational. And we have the 19-acre campus as, you know, the the campground. So it's really fantastic. Do check out the summer camps on the website. And it's not just a museum. I mean, it's a working museum. People say that, that, you know, it's a working museum. What does that mean? Like, the, the... Exhibits are interactive. People can come and not just learn, but experience certain things. Yeah, well, we're preserving maritime trades. Um, you know, we have a shipsmith who demonstrates, you know, um, the blacksmithing techniques. We have a print shop where, you know, they're typesetting and, you know, printing on an old press and you know a hoop shop and you know they're doing coopering it's like these are our trades that you don't really see or hear about much anymore and so we're not only showing demonstrating how those are done but actually training people you know year after year to preserve those trades and then of course we have our working shipyard um which again i i can't even explain to you how amazing this place is you know we get these tall ships from all over who, you know, they need restoration done. So they come, you know, to us and they are assessed and restored. And it's an incredible process to watch. So, yes, you are very much seeing, you know, the um, the, the working um, maritime trades. And so what, one thing I, I find fascinating, and a lot of people don't re- recognize this, is, you know, we've been talking about the maritime, but you look to the stars a little bit, if you will, with one of the other uh, exhibits, I guess you could say, at the museum. Yes, yes. <laughs> I know, maps. people are so surprised to hear that we have a planetarium. <laughs> How and, do you, you think? Know, from the outside, it doesn't even really look like a planetarium. Like, you know, I picture a big dome, but, you know, it's kind of this hidden gem on our campus. Mm-hmm. And um, so there, uh, yeah, we ha- we do, um, you know, star shows all the time and uh, talk about celestial navigation, yeah, you know. And if, so if, before we had maps and stuff like that, like, how do you think these people, these, you know, captains and stuff like that navigated the planet? They use stars. So it, it people might not think it goes hand in hand, but it really does. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, they do a wonderful job um, in the planetarium. There's even camps that connect with the planetarium, too. Like uh, we have a camp called Space is the Place. So if your kids are into space and you want to send them to the Mississippi Port Museum summer camp, then uh, that's a great option. And it's, it's I, I'm just looking at some of the other stuff and people, it's that, you know, oh, you don't think about it. Open hearth cooking, boat building, historic trades, the planetarium. There's all these things that are unfortunately lost arts. You guys are keeping going day in and day out. And as you know, someone, I enjoy skilled labor and teaching the next generation and future generations about these things because unfortunately they are dying and lost arts. So for you guys to have that ability to take, you know, either the summer camp or kids and something as simple as pirate day, you know, it's to bring them in and start introducing them to these things that kind of helped shape the society that we live in now. I mean, majority of our things come from the ocean overseas and they're coming on shipping containers and you go back and how do you, the spice, the spice trades, all these things tie in so well to the society we're living in now. Yes, absolutely. I think they're incredible learning experiences, you know, thinking and learning about our history and how things were done before, you know, the modern times. 
and our um, our staff and volunteers are so friendly and in you know so knowledgeable and ready to share that information and answer questions and just engage I, um, with visitors and, and that, kids. That's one thing I definitely want to you know recognize the volunteers. Places like this and other museums and education rely heavily on those volunteers that make things work. And it's the passion that they bring that make it exciting for people to come visit. So, you know, shout out to all the volunteers that make a lot of these activities and experiences educational, informative, and fun for generations. Yes, absolutely. We're very grateful for all of our uh, staff and volunteers. It is a, a wonderful team. So if anyone wants more information, it's mystic, M-Y-S-T-I-C, Seaport. Dot org mystic seaport.org you can watch the little video on the landing page fish and forest all the events coming up get your tickets to go to the pirate day april 11th and 12th coming up summer camps all the other exhibits there's so many things going on at mystic seaport museum arlene i appreciate you joining me today we definitely will touch base again as the summer goes on because there's all the there's so many things coming up i was looking we're gonna we're gonna have to touch base because once summer comes around and we want to get more people down to the shore and just experience what all the things that Connecticut has to offer, if that's cool with you, Arlene. Oh, please. Yes, we have stuff going on year round. So we love to talk about it and share it with the public. So I look forward to it. All right, Arlene, you have a great day. It's things like this Mystic Seaport Museum that happen right here at home in Connecticut. You've been listening to At Home in Connecticut, a public service project produced by WTIC News Talk 1080. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.